A great teacher's legacy is never confined merely to texts or rules. A great teacher challenges us to look at the world differently, to see everything in it that needs healing, and to rise up to the role that we ourselves have to play in repairing all that is broken. My name is Leah Leibowitz, and the seventh Lubavitcher Rebbe, Menachem Mendel Schneerson, is the teacher I look to whenever I feel a pang of despair. And I'm not alone. Last year, a few of our finest thinkers, writers, and activists got together to reflect on how the Rebbe's teachings continue to give us, to paraphrase a wonderful book on the subject, a social vision, a Jewish vision for a more perfect society working to mend the many rifts we've caused over time. In coming episodes, you'll hear about ethics and the economy, about religion and the environment, about spirituality and social justice. But first, here's Chava Green, a doctoral student at Emory University in the Graduate Division of Religion, here to tell us about Hasidic feminism in theory and practice. the previous Social Vision conference, I spoke about Chabad women's Torah study and how a term like Hasidic feminism can help us understand the complex ways Chabad women hold together various aspects of their identities. While each Chabad woman obviously is individual with her own unique life experiences, the area of Chabad women as a sociological group is germane to our discussion because of the public-looking face of Chabad outreach and also the discourse of Jewish womanhood that the movement seeks to establish. Today, I'm going to focus on the relationship between the Rebbe's teachings as a type of text and the way Chabad Hasidim read them as, in the words of Moshe Edel, strong readers. In Edel's book, Absorbing Perfections, he writes about the arcanization of the canonical Jewish texts over time, meaning the layers and layers of mystical meanings that the texts have absorbed through the Kabbalistic readers who interpreted them. Although he claims that Hasidism was a movement that turned towards orality, centering around the Divrei Torah, words of Torah from the Rebbe. In Chabad, we have a circular process in which the written Torah is orally interpreted by the Rebbe in his talks and then codified into printed volumes. And those volumes then become open to further interpretations from the Hasidim. This multi-layered process of interpretation is what I argue turns the Rebbe's teachings into a flexible dialectic body of work. As Wolfson notes in Open Secret, the Rebbe and his Hasidim are bound in a circle of dialectic reciprocity, such that the identity of one is constructed and construed in light of the other. The notion of Hasidic feminism, I believe, is something created in this reciprocity between text and interpretation. In order to look at his example of how this happens, I will consider the variety of interpretations of the Rebbe's Sicha given in 1990 on women's Torah study. I'd like to read the most innovative paragraph of the talk, which I will explain a little bit as I go. And then I'll move on to the way this has been understood by Chabad educators. This is my own translation, quote, from this we can understand that which is related to the learning of the oral Torah, more than simply learning the laws needed by women. Since after women and girls learn other matters, which will bring them to cleverness or licentiousness, and that's a quote taken from the Alt Rebbe's Hilchas Talmud Torah. Therefore, not only is it permitted for them to learn the oral Torah, but more than this, based on the reason of the law itself, they need to learn the oral Torah, not only to learn the verses of laws without the reasons, but also the reasons for the laws, even the complicated back and forth of the Talmud. 
since it is in the nature of a person, man or woman, that they have a greater desire for and pleasure in this type of learning. So those are the Rebbe's words about women's Torah study. Here, the Rebbe makes unequivocal statement that women must be learning the oral law based on the spirit of the sources that previously had prohibited it. At the conclusion of this talk, women's Torah study takes on a new quality as a means of precipitating the universal knowledge of God that will fill the world in the time of redemption. This talk by the Rebbe has become an absorbing text in Chabad, just like the rest of his corpus of teachings. Among the variety of people I interviewed about their understandings of this text, each person had a different interpretation with different sociological implications. For example, in general, Gemara teachers at Chabad girls' high schools felt that the Rebbe meant for girls to get a sense of the rich halachic process that culminates in the laws that govern their lives, a focus on the why, but not necessarily a direct engagement with the text. Ashlocha felt that Chabad completely missed the boat on establishing institutes for women's higher level learning, like Drisha or Nishma, based on this text. A self-proclaimed Chabad historian remembers his shock when hearing the Sikha, but his slow acceptance of the concept over time. What most interests me is the way the Sikha has been mobilized by a young Chabad woman, Hadassah Shemtov, to create a women's learning program that teaches Gemara, Shulchan Aruch, and Maimarim to Chabad girls. This program is called Batsheva Learning Center. Although interestingly, she receives more ambivalence than critique, she often finds herself returning to the Sikha as both the rallying call and the haskama, the seal of approval from the Rebbe that her organization is founded on. In an interview, Hadassah also spoke to me about the deeper connection she sees between Hasidism and women's learning. First, she framed the emergence of her work as a parallel process to the slow emergence of Hasidic teachings over time. Just like it took many generations for these mystical teachings to spread, she feels that women's learning must also go through the same process. And why in particular do Hasidim have connections to women's learning? Her theory is that Hasidism in general emphasizes feminine characteristics, such as simple faith, action over intention, commitment over intellectualism. She said maybe that's why there is a history of attention to women's voices in Hasidism. And here she cites the women figures in Yosef Yitzchak's writings, the Rebbe's memoirs, as an example. This is an instance of the Rebbe's teachings and texts being open to interpretation. And significantly, when thinking about Hasidic feminism, when women in Chabad have access to a broad education, they also become strong readers. I'm hesitant to call Chabad or the Hasidic movement feminist in a broader colloquial sense without the time to delve into the implications of that term. However, I do believe that many of the Rebbe's talks about women, shluchos, and the mystical feminine are texts that can absorb a feminist yet conservative reading. Like Hadassah's trailblazing Gemara study for women in her community, the Rebbe's texts are open to interpretations that can empower women as readers, mystics, and activists. Thank you. Thank you.